In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I think that your intro was a little fast because I have a mouthful of sixlets. <laughs> sixlets so, are awesome. Yes, they sixlets are. Sixlets are great. People call them the poor man's M&M, but I point out that M&Ms taste the same no matter what color you get, but sixlets, each color tastes different. Yeah, I think that's something to do with the dyes. It's not like green is lime or anything. It's, But it is fruit flavors. It's, it's each different color is a fruit flavor. It's a very crappy fruit flavor, but it's a fruit flavor. <laughs> um, but the, the prosecution rests on that. <laughs> um, also joining us, our RCMP from up north, JLB. What's going on, man? It's going good. I am not eating any sort of type of poor man's candy, but I am here to fantasy book with you all. There is a vaccine out, folks, and we will all slowly get it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't wear your masks, practice social distancing, and spend Christmas alone or with your family that you live with. I'm good. Can't complain. Yeah, just uh, the last I heard, they're not expecting regular citizens like non-frontline workers in america to start getting the vaccine till like april so we've still got yeah, a ways sure. before non-healthcare workers and high-risk people are gonna start getting it um anyways i would like to remind everyone raw and order is part of the tatnus co podcast network so make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com uh check out the other shows and then come back to listen to more of this if you're new to this fantasy booking show, the premise is very simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, so the answers are entirely off the cuff and hopefully off the chain. Before we get into all of that, though, I would like to make sure to remind everyone to click that like button or subscribe button or whatever button your podcast platform has for you so that you get notified when we post new episodes. Um, and and on that note, we will get started on the fantasy booking challenge. So I'll go first. Okay, go first. All right. I'm going to fantasy book you guys. This should be relatively easy because like, like it's actually your life. So... I was going to say, if you fantasy book us a Christmas episode of Raw, I'm going to fucking punch you. <laughs> it's coming. As bad as Raw's been lately, it's coming. By the way, anybody else notice that uh, Raw lost to AEW? In the demo, it Raw, sure did. The flagship show just lost to AEW with the highest budget. It technically got more total viewers. But in the demo, it got a worse rating in the 18 to 49 demo because not all NXT, of them, Raw, yeah. folks. <laughs> all of Raw's watchers are above 50. <laughs> so anyway, moving forward, um, the fantasy booking I have for you is that you co-host a podcast. Okay, you guys <laughs> with me still? Yep. A challenge is laid out in said podcast about professional wrestling. 
and you win said challenge, okay? <laughs> One of the shows that you don't do. I'm fucking hating you right now. You get now. to pick the subject for it, and it's recording in three days, and you have yet to give anybody the subject for that show. As you know, you we, are, were, you we were, were gonna going discuss to discuss this in private off the show. But you're <laughs> fucking doing this now? Okay, it is fucking on. <laughs> so, I'm not you're even going to pick what you would botch along with for a bunch long. <laughs> I, I'm not even pretending to keep it fucking PG-13 now. It's fucking odd. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, but both of you have to do it. So, you know, <laughs> I so, want to know what your dream botch along would be. <laughs> And that's fine. I'm going to just go ahead and, and throw out to the listeners the ones that I was suggesting. And you said, oh, geez, you're going to have to choose. And I'm like, well, I wanted some input because I wanted to be a nice guy and let you guys fucking, you know, be like, hey, oh, maybe that one or maybe this one. If you wanted know. to say the worst match from De uh, December to, De to Dismember, you can't. No, nope. please so, don't do that. Nope. So these are the ones that I put out and I said, hey, you should do one of these <laughs> because I'm trying to be fun and friendly and everything and let you guys have a choice. So I said, uh, Bound for Glory 2007. It's the reverse battle royal. That is not friendly at all. That was really <laughs> crap. Yeah, but that's the point of the botch along. I said WCW Uncensored 96 Mega Powers versus the Alliance to End Hulkamania. Hmm. I said, hey, how about we bring it full circle since your first botch along was the Ultimate Warrior 20 minute long rambling promo. How about you do the match that came after that? Halloween Havoc 98 Hogan versus Warrior. That's vicious. Yeah. That's, I would actually like to see that though. <laughs> and then I thought, how about, how about this one? You want to talk about vicious? ECW TV Jesus. November 6, 2007 Nope. Layla versus Kelly Kelly <laughs> Wow Fairly consistently posted as one of the worst matches of all time hmm. Damn So th those were my choices I wanted some input Which way did you want to go? But no, you had to put me on a spot here <laughs> So I'm going to pull up my worst wrestling matches of all time list and let's see let's see oh this is according to dave Meltzer. that's a pretty good uh, sign sounds like we're doing hulkamania the end of or uh uh warrior versus hulk yeah, let's yep. see what he puts at number one the worst match of all time according to dave Meltzer. mr t versus roddy piper that's probably <laughs> legit in a boxing match I would venture to guess that's a horrible match. Would imagine that. Yeah, but as horrible as the Brawl for All? Hey, he didn't even mention Brawl for All. Don't be. You, you wait for your turn. Yeah. Bye. How about number two? Moondog Spot versus Junkyard Dog? Yeah, that sounds bad. Um, let's try to get something a little bit more recent. Wesley? Uh, Gold <laughs> Dust versus The Ultimate Warrior? Didn't even know that match existed. Really? That's going to be a bad one? We're talking about gold dust. Man, we talk about practice. We talk about practice. <laughs> the Boogeyman and Little Boogeyman versus Finley and Little Bastard. <laughs> I remember that's fantastic. that <laughs> why, why, why would I? Why am I excited for you to pick that one? I don't know, but I am. <laughs> um, 
Number seven, you've already done, so uh, we will not talk about the kennel from oh. hell match. Oh. <laughs> kennel from hell. Um, There's actually ones that are worse than that. I I can't believe I, that. Yeah, that's yeah. I I have difficulty believing that. So much so that I I oh I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I almost dare you to pick one of those. <laughs> uh, and number ten on the list is Big Boss Man versus Jim Duggan. How could a Ray Trailer match be amongst the worst? Uh, oh wait, that's two, twice now. Two words. Also was... <laughs> Jim <laughs> Duggan. No, two words. Big Boss Man seems to be the common denominator here. Yeah, having I mean, worse matches. So he wasn't. I don't the know. Number seven one. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. That sucks for what Big Boss Man. What about this Bleacher Report article? What about it? <laughs> number one is Bleacher Report's worst. This is technically WWE only, so but worst matches in WWE history. Um, number one, according to them. Caitlin versus Maxine from NXT in 2010. Oh, wow. That's I have NXT trouble believing Caitlin put out a horrible match. Oh, this is early in her career, though. Yeah. Like, was I'm going to skip number match. two because I think I figured my number two, my number one that I'm going to put you on. You you decided not to play nice with it, so fuck it. <laughs> uh, number three, hardcore evening gown match, Pat Patterson versus Gerald Briscoe from Kingery <laughs> 2000. Yeah, that was pretty shitty. <laughs> that was horrible. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Number four, Mini Lawlers versus Mini Doinks. Oh, that was fun. I, I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> Royal Rumble 2003, upset. Triple H versus Scott Steiner. I've seemingly really? erased that in my memory. Now I'm upset yeah. that you've reminded me that such a match existed. <laughs> Didn't even realize Triple H ever faced Scott Steiner. This is horrible. Oh, yeah. They had a, they had a big, long set against each other, but... Oh, fair. <laughs> Here's I'm going to read you the description of this match um, uh, from Bleacher Report. While all the matches on this list are bad, most of them did us all a favor and at least kept it relatively short. But Triple H and Scott Steiner didn't give us that luxury. As if Steiner's <laughs> promos during this feud weren't bad enough, he and Triple H got more than 18 minutes from a match that was brutal <laughs> in and of itself. It was made even worse the way it ended. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a winner right there, too. It was Wrestling Observer's worst worked match of the year for 2003. That one might be. I think a lot of that probably stems from the fact that Trips was not one to want to put over anybody from WCW. Number nine yeah. is Kelly Kelly versus Layla. See? Number see, 10, see. Eric Bischoff versus Teddy Long. <laughs> that was. Okay, yeah, that was a bad match. <laughs> Eric Bischoff versus anybody is always a funky. I know karate. <laughs> Did we ever get a Bischoff versus Shin McMahon? Noah? I don't believe so. Oh, I've always wanted to see that. Number 11, <laughs> the Kennel from Hell match. So all of those other matches they considered worse. Huh. Um, okay, there's the Ultimate Warrior versus Goldust was from 96 in your house. I just don't feel like Goldust puts out bad product. Al Snow and Head versus Too Much from King of the Ring 98. Oh. But the winner, because you put me on the spot, the the only the only advantage of this is it's relatively short. But you're gonna have to find uh Raw from January 2007. I'll figure out the exact date it was. Uh Rosie O'Donnell versus Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you right now. I really do. 
And what perfect timing with the vote and everything. That's like spot on. So there's my fantasy booking for you. How do you like <laughs> them apples? Okay, calm I down, like Matt Damon. Very well. Now, JLB, let's pretend for a moment that you had won said contest. <laughs> and and we'll also pretend for a moment that you were not the brave soul that said, you know what, I'll be happy to do worse matches with you. <laughs> okay. Because you were the brave soul that said, yeah, I, I think I can handle that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's been tough, but we've we've gotten through it with stuff like... You know, the hardcore icon doing stuff for mankind. It's helped me appreciate it more, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, So, go ahead. On that note, a match that I remember them feuding for quite some time, but I was certainly too young to have remembered the match. Um, And I've noticed that a lot of places are saying that it's really garbage is a match from In Your House 4, Yokozuna versus Mabel. Oh, I do remember. And well, yeah, you have nobody who can move in the ring. <laughs> um, and just a lot of the people, just they're basically just saying, like, I don't understand Vince's fascination with putting these two guys against each other. I do get his need for wanting big men. Bad combination. Um, but I felt like these guys feuded for a while too, though. No, or am I yeah, crazy? I feel like they did too. I'm remembering that they feuded for a while. This is like Vince McMahon's dream matchup: two larger than life behemoths who combined weight about ha- who combined weight is about half a ton. So I was thinking that just because it's an old school match, and I honestly don't remember any old school stuff because I'm 31 now, and uh, I don't remember stuff when I was seven. So that's potentially why. Um, something I would have to go that's maybe recent. I think I'd maybe want to see the Goldberg versus Taker match at uh, Saudi Arabia again. Oh just my because gosh. that jackhammer botch was just. There's, 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 yeah, the match is a botch. The build is a botch. Um, yeah, there's a ton of botch there. And, and had you won, it would have forced. Um, Smarks to watch a Saudi a Saudi match, which he oh, <laughs> which he never technically is done, right? Because he's against it. He watched oh. the very first show, if I remember right. And I watched it. parts of it. <laughs> parts of it. Parts. Yeah. Unknown. So parts. Parts unknown. So that's what I'm going with. But I'm very curious about the Mabel Yokozuna. I mean, I get why everyone might be saying it's a bad match. I mean, I don't see these people being able to move in the ring. Um, but I remember also Mabel, was it Mabel? Was it Mabel and Bam Bam Bigelow who had a huge feud? Or am I thinking Mabel? No, 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 no. I'm thinking Mabel and that like football player guy. Never mind. Um, LT. Yeah, that's it. And I remember that match being at least somewhat decent. No, that's Bam Bam can pull a good match out of anybody. But it wasn't. Oh, yes, it was Bam Bam. It's true. Cause I remember that song. Bam Bam is going to get slammed. Yeah. Um, and also, I really would like you guys to find me a botchy Bam Bam match. Because I still haven't yet to have seen many Bam Bam wrestling matches. And if it's going to force me to watch a Bam Bam match, I would like to find a botch Bam Bam match. Just because I want to see 
everyone so talks about him so highly that I wonder if there's a botchy Bam Bam match. Well, and remember, some of these botches can have... We've done two with Shawn Michaels, and Shawn didn't do the botches. So No, but he was a botch to begin with. Yeah, his, his attitude behind his, the scenes is botch. Yeah, straight up. So, uh, but yeah, he, he's not the botch person. Um, theoretically, I guess we, we did a whole sequence on... on uh, Cactus Jack on on Mick Foley, but he's not. He wasn't the botch. I no, didn't care whether or not he died. Valid. I'm also thinking there was uh, there was a match in EC Dub with Bam Bam where he fell through the ring. I remember a story that he apparently had gotten really hurt. Uh, I'll have to look at that. I feel like it. I could probably just. Uh... Yeah, maybe even getting some EC Dubs kind of stuff would be crazy. Or even doing the crucifix. Yeah, if we start doing EC Dubs, we're gonna end up getting New Jack matches. Oh yes. <laughs> no, that's not an oh yes thing. I mean, hey, I mean, we can definitely start with the mass transit because that was pretty. Fun. <laughs> Which is not on the WWE Network. That's uh, but it is all over YouTube. So. Yeah, so that's what I'm going with. Uh, Yokozuna and Mabel. And then push comes to shove. We uh, we do some Bam Bam botches because I'm down to see uh, some Bigelow matches out of my own selfishness. Um, and uh, yeah, not uh, as exciting as uh, Mr. Officer Smarks, but he was being petty because he doesn't like being called out. So uh, yeah, that's my story, folks, and I'm sticking to it. Is it Marshall, me next? Sorry, I hurt your feelings, bud. No, I'm just First, trying to decide if that's still the way I want to go because I feel like that might be taking it too easy. <laughs> Brother, again, we we uh, we made a decision to do one of. I mean, we really didn't think it through very much, but it's definitely the only show that you know. Hey, we're gonna go watch crappy stuff. <laughs> People get injured and, and, and bad matches. And... See, I was almost thinking that uh, I should have chose the uh, WCW Three Stages of Hell match that Russo yeah, booked. I was thinking of that. <laughs> <sighs> or the match that David Arquette won. I don't think it was that Three Stages of Hell match. I remember being a mark but... for pro wrestling. Like, not knowing it was fake... And still thinking to myself, you know, this is going to be awesome. And then as soon as they reveal the structure, I'm just like, this is a horrible decision. <laughs> Everything about this is a horrible. Why do they have to go all the way to the top of third cage? What if somebody I, falls? I mean, all in the, the movie, it out. made sense. The worst thing about it was not just they had to go up to the top of the third cage. Was that once they grabbed it at the top, they had to make it all the way back down through the cage. And out the main cage. And out the main cage, yes. So, I actually kind of want to see that match. I don't remember that match. I only remember the match from the movie. <laughs> I will rule you. You. Damn right. <laughs> that's a great match. That's a great uh, movie. I don't care what anyone says. It is It is wonderfully bad. Yes, definitely. Um, I enjoyed it. Yes, I certainly enjoyed it as well. But so that was one. Uh, the Alliance to End All Hulkamania one was also a three stages of uh, steel match. Oh, it was a three stages of hell match? I, I think at that point they didn't use the word hell. I think they call it three stages of steel. Um, there was another one. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, oh, my God. We can do both of them and call it three stages of botches. 
make it one episode. I, I feel like gluttony. The best is, of worst worlds. I, I, again, <laughs> I feel like gluttony is a uh, is one of the seven deadly sins, and I think you're being a glutton for punishment by wanting to do that. <laughs> hey, I, I listened to a called. twenty minute Ultimate Warrior promo. Okay, <laughs> there is no more glut and a kennel from hell match that still went. <laughs> 13 minutes too long so i am all gluttoned out and yet we are we are trying to find out if there's something worse for us to watch hey dirty job but someone's got to do it it was on one of the early wcw uh pay-per-views after Uh, you're not talking about that stupid on the road match where they were on the truck okay no that but that that one definitely should be on it the thing is, that one actually was not, it was not a bad, bad match. They actually ended up getting fined because they went off script on that match. Um, well, there's only so much you can do, though, too. And it technically wasn't even that long. So thank the heavens. But um, it was just, it's a stupid concept. No, the it's one that I was, yeah, the one that I was going to talk about, mention was, um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was the electric chair in WCW. Oh. Um, um, I saw it on the top OMG moments DVD. Um, the electric because chair. It, it, it was... Uh, it was like the giant who went on it or something. No, it was someone. It was... Uh, it, it was a steel cage match, but in the middle of the steel, steel cage, they had another steel cage. And to win the match... You put the the Chamber of Horrors match, Halloween Havoc yeah. '91. That's what it was. So it was a steel cage, and in the middle of it, and, and around the steel cage, there was weapons on on the thing. And then uh, <laughs> in the end, to win, you put the opponent in the electric chair. And oh, it was a duel of the butcher. Yeah, yes. Abdul the butcher was the one. Um, Golly, that's a career we could cover too. Oh Jesus, tell me about it. Yeah, and it was just so badly... Well, I get it. It's also 91. No crazy well, special effects. But, but one of the big really things silly. with it was midway through the match, the switch dropped. So they had... Like, one of the referees literally had to duct tape it back up <laughs> before so they could actually finish the match and throw the switch um, in the middle of the match. Uh-huh. And... So wait, they were actually going to put voltage through one of their wrestlers? No, it's totally faked, but that's why it ruined everything when the switch fell and nothing happened because. So this website who I, I what what culture named it the first out of it, it had a 20 dumbest gimmick matches and this is at their number one. So that's definitely telling you, telling you something. Ooh, I could do that one. The doomsday cage match from uncensored 96. That one was a double decker cage. With Hogan and Randy Savage on one side, um, with a uh, whole bunch of other people, including Z Gangsta. Z um, Gangsta. Which, Jesus. which actually, it actually would make sense for me to do that now from a from a, a certain standpoint, because Z Gangsta was uh, most known uh, in wrestling as Zeus from uh, <laughs> the movie No Holds Barred. Hulk Hogan versus Zeus, played by Tony Lister. Uh, and Tony Lister, unfortunately, just recently passed away. Oh, wow. Okay. I've just got introduced to the Battle Bowl. And WWE used to do the Battle Bowl matchups. Yeah. And 
I don't recall seeing these. Maybe it was too early for my time. Uh, but just by reading it, uh, basically all the entrants got randomly split into teams and placed into a single elimination tournament with mm-hmm. all the winners advancing to a big show ending battle royale. Yep. So cool. first you had to team up with someone to win a match to get to the final match, and then you had to face off with against them and everyone else in a battle royal to win-win. Oh, that is kind of interesting, actually. Were they any good? Some of them were pretty decent. I mean, oh, it was, they didn't do it uh, for too long in WCW. I think, kind of like uh, Future Shock, it's one of those things that requires a small amount of wrestlers to wrestle a whole lot of times in one night. Um, and I think that kind of grew tiring for people. Mm. Also, something to go maybe full circle is us doing the Yeti match where he wasn't the actual Yeti, but now he was like Scorpion or something, but he was still <laughs> called the Yeti. I forgot uh, the pay-per-view that was from, but Giant yeah. Giant could... Scorpion. <laughs> Giant Scorpion. <laughs> so guys, I have one for you. Okay. Since, and it's not going to be that interesting, I'm sorry. But I am so ticked off um, about it, and I'm sure you've heard, Vince seems to think that Keith Lee needs work. So much so, he is expected to be at the Performance Center twice a week to start training more. And also potentially at least lose 30 pounds. Because we all know Vince apparently doesn't watch NXT, where he was such a phenomenal superstar and did so well. And Trips didn't think he needed work, but Vince apparently does because Vince has issues. Um, so I'm just out of curiosity. Let's say Keith Lee hasn't shown up on Raw or smacked or on raw yet okay but he's on his way up he's coming up it's your job to book keith lee in the main roster how would you have booked keith lee coming up to the main roster because quite literally what wwe has done with him has been garbage i don't even remember how he showed up technically i think it was maybe it wasn't against randy orton right away no I, I think he was part of that mass call-up where they called up a bunch no. of people all at once. No, he wasn't. So He wasn't? He okay. lost his title to Karrion Cross. Right. Um, and uh, you're, you're correct. It was Orton. Orton had the title, and he showed up. Orton was in the ring. It wasn't really to challenge Orton. It was just more to say, I'm here. Right. But, yeah, which I thought was really lame. I am limitless. <laughs> All I remember is they changed his fucking theme song and it pissed me off. <laughs> and his gear up too. Like, why did they just keep the same gear that he had? It's somewhat a bit different. It looked more like Owen Hart esque at first. Uh, and it he, was just weird. And I was like, why? Because his regular uh gear showed off his fat belly, and Vince McMahon can't have fat bellies on his show. I mean unless Unless they're fake sumo wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Or it's done for comedy like uh, Otis one time. And he even wants Otis to go down, which, I mean, I don't technically disagree with, perhaps. I didn't think Otis was bad enough to technically get trained. But, 
like I don't know. I could kind of maybe agree with the Otis one. Maybe okay, wow. Vince wants to, but I mean, you also haven't really used him in wrestling for a hot minute. I guess he started noticing something on the SmackDown main event where he didn't like Otis is doing there, and that's what kind of made him. Okay. Oh, you need work done. So, so to to talk a little behind the scenes before we talk exactly about how we would have fixed it and done it different. Reports from Ryan Sat and Dave Meltzer both specifically state that um, they want to point out that this is not Vince giving up on them. This is Vince preparing them for bigger pushes. And right. that is that is an important thing. This isn't Vince saying they're not good. This is Vince saying they need they're something not ready. Bef- before I can give them the bigger push. It's, a, it's kind of splitting hairs, but it's, it's at least something. Um, here's the thing with Otis, right? Otis was just fucking fine when he was in a comedy tag team, right? That's his right. that's his thing. And then you split up the comedy tag team and you throw his partner into jobber status on Raw. What mm. the fuck else is Otis supposed to do? So, right. Um, so for Keith Lee, for me, first A wouldn't have changed his music. His music was <laughs> Chef's Kiss perfect in NXT. Um Bask in his glory. Anyways, uh, <laughs> wouldn't have changed his his ring gear because fuck if if uh, a chubby guy like him can go out and do that shit, maybe I've got half a chance in the world, right? Uh, hey. But what I would have had him do is immediately go into a a program with a big star who's already known as a powerhouse, um, an established big star powerhouse. So to me, that's either Bobby Lashley, but I don't know if he's big star enough in the mm. tournament. So I would have put him immediately into a feud with the big show. Not the big show, the fucking... Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman. God, but they did show. that. <clears throat> I would have put him in a long program back and mm. forth with them. Monster versus monster, big hoss battle, right? Where you could eventually tell the story that no matter how strong Braun Strowman is, the agility and intangibles that Keith Lee brings, plus the power Keith Lee brings, puts him over, right? Having Keith Lee not just do a standing Hurricane Rana um, onto uh, Braun Strowman, although, frankly, I'm not entirely sure that Keith Lee could jump quite that high. It might need some help. But also, Slam... Braun Strowman, that's the way I would do it. And a perfect example of this, it's kind of funny you asked me about this. Just yesterday, I spent about 20 minutes watching a match from Beyond Wrestling uh, that I've watched before. It's nothing new. Uh, <laughs> but I watched it again. Beyond Wrestling had Keith Lee versus Brian Cage. Yes, you told me to watch this match and I yes. still haven't done it. Still good? Still good. Two big ass hosses. <laughs> throwing each other around watching keith lee doing a overhead release german suplex on brian cage wow it's fucking phenomenal is what it is um and that's the sort of thing now i don't i don't expect keith lee to do an overhead release german suplex on braun Strowman because yes brian cage is still not as big as braun Strowman, but something like that right have this big long battle and use it to set Keith Lee up as this potential big uh, show, big monster um, that you could have. Big deal. 
The problem that they did with Keith Lee is they brought him up, they put him in a high-profile feud, and then they just fucking were like, I don't know what else to do with him, so we're gonna, I don't throw him in that battle royal and um, have him have him wrestle some people. I don't know. Um, yeah. And that's the deal is is it's it's the problem that WWE is always going to have as long as they don't think long term on the call ups, right? You call up a person, and this is not just Keith Lee. When was the last time we really saw Bianca Belair do anything on SmackDown, right? Yep, that's fair. You know, uh, they call up these people, and then they don't know what, they don't have a plan for them. They call them up, and they just think, ah, it's going to work out. (laughs) And then it doesn't. And that's why that it, it, it fails. So I would have had him called up and immediately put him into a long program with Braun Strowman. And after that, then maybe put him into a long program with with uh, Bobby Lashley. The thing is, you have to be prepared to make this guy look badass. You have to be prepared to have these two big names lose. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's that's your problem, though. Vince that's is not going to make... Problem. No, but at the same time, that's why I don't think you can make him go up against Braun right away as the first one. Uh, no, I 100% think you can do it. I think WWE doesn't do it because Vince McMahon is a tool. Agreed. I agree with you there. Um, if, but if he was smart, this is what he would do. Um, the problem is Vince McMahon changes his mind so fast. So they don't, even if they had a plan when they pulled him up, they forget about it after a week. Right. So, so that's why. The way to fix him would have been to have a plan and stick to it and have him come up and beat a bunch of monsters to start off. Now, I would have also, frankly, called up Dominic Dijakovic at the same time, even if you just wanted to do it as a temporary call up for Dijakovic and then send him back down to NXT. Yes, I know he's T-Boz in Retribution. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I would have done that because, frankly, I'll put this out there to the NXT watcher here, the the main guy for NXT. How many of those Dijakovic versus Keith Lee matches could you watch? All of them. All of them, right? They want to put out another 10 of them, you watching them? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the worst one was the last one, and it's because they started to focus on power more than their agility. Was was it also Dijakovic that Vince wanted? No, it was someone else from Retribution, right? Um, Dio Madden, a.k.a. Dio Madden, which... Again, Mace. has Mace wrestled? I guess he wrestled just this he Monday, wrestled right? On, on Monday, yeah. That was actually his first televised match. And that's what I'm saying. How did Vince already know? Because this was mentioned before even that match. I guess just from Vince seeing him train. Yeah, I mean, randomly. it's not like doesn't go to the center. Right. Well, I I would not be surprised if they didn't uh, have them like wrestle matches um during the day while they're setting up you know they're they're planning the stuff hey go out and wrestle a match or whatever and then oh no you guys fucking suck we're not doing that um yeah but the problem is vince apparently isn't even there like early and now anyways like he apparently gets there like mid-afternoon and he's like oh what's going on well i guess it maybe depends maybe he's not maybe that was just uh, a one show where he was there late 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 but like i don't know and i guess the problem is because there's no crowd there's no one for vince to see okay this is working over with the crowd really well and that that might maybe change vince's mind because if there was a crowd when keith lee came i don't think we'd have this issue at all and vince's mind would kind of been changed based on the crowd reaction from him 
<laughs> well, yeah, that definitely definitely hurts things. Uh, I I talked about it a month or so ago. I, I beg to differ. Vince thought it was a good idea to have Moxley start wearing a mask. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that changes things directly overall. But I really do think that Vince doesn't know right now how to read any of the wrestlers because they they don't have actual crowd noise. They don't have actual crowds there. Uh, we talked about it with with um, Drew McIntyre how it's hard to tell if he's truly over with the fans because there's no fans there to cheer him or boo him. You know. True. Yeah, there's enough talking heads. I think he'd be over. Yeah. Here's the deal. Podcasts like this tell you that Drew's over. Well, they don't listen to podcasts like this. That's the deal. Is he doesn't listen to anything. He doesn't follow wrestling outside of producing that TV show. So you pay. You pay for people to go listen to the reviews from so, WrestleTalk. So, so in the end, what we're saying is Vince McMahon needs to step out of the way and let other people make the decisions. Yes. Um, well, and, and, yeah. and ultimately, that's basically what I was saying is I'm making the decisions. This is how I would book uh, Keith Lee is instead of having Vince McMahon make the decisions, I'd just make the decisions and do it this way. But... Boom. Um, yeah, because him against Braun, the short feud that they did have, I was very interested. That Hoss battle to me was pretty spot on, and I liked the aggressiveness that it did take, and the fact that we saw Keith Lee power slam Braun, if I'm not mistaken. Well, he did something to Braun where I was like, oh my god, he actually did that, or I think he suplexed him or something. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed that, it was just so short lived. Because I guess Vince doesn't want to hurt Braun either, even though he's not doing anything with Braun. So, <sighs> Vinny Mac. Yes, yes, yes. So, DA Fabe, how would you have changed it? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't have taken him up. Oh snap. Um, but he's going up. That's not. That's not a choice. He's going up. Hey, Vincent K. Fabe, owner of WWE and ruler of all worlds, Keith Lee is coming up next week. What do you want to do with him? Oh, I, 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 I don't introduce him so high profile. Um, here's the deal. They, they introduced him high profile and destructive because his real introduction to the main roster was him being the second to last competitor and the one that eliminated Roman in the uh, in the Survivor Series where NXT was. That's the right. real introduction to yeah. Um, or maybe he lost only to Roman. I can't remember. But well, he, he beat was... someone high profile, though. I'm not sure if yeah, it was Roman. Seth. Maybe he threw out Seth and, and Roman got him out. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he had several wins there. And this year he did, too. Um, I think the proper build, and, and, and I don't want to say, like, generic... Oh, if he if he comes in as a bodyguard or anything like that, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Um, but I think he's got he's got an ability to wrestle that somebody else did that I'm about to mention. Um, and so he's better in the ring than that person. Um, and when I say the name, you guys will be like, okay, yeah, that's how I'd want to build it. Um, that person came in as a relative unknown, and I think treating him as a relative main card unknown, not acting like he's not... I book him like Goldberg. Um, and the reason mm. I book him like Goldberg is that slow, methodical build 
I I don't need Goldberg to be um I don't need him to be in the championship picture right away. Um I need Goldberg to slowly but surely become potential champion. And son of a bitch, when he does, it's fantastic. Um and I, I just feel like there's so much effort in creating credible athletes right off the bat. Oh, this has to be credible. No, you don't have to do that. They can earn their keep. And yes, like I said, Keith Lee does have a history already. That's fine. That's not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about, well, he has to have a history, so we're going to do it this way. No, I'm talking about just that that credible superstar that is, you know, um, slowly but surely gone their way through the ranks. He beat in his first match Bill DeMott, a future trainer future asshole trainer but still a future trainer so so i can get my political shot in there <laughs> um he beat reese the yete he beat the yete and everybody and and this is like match 14 on this list um and he literally beats the yete with the jackhammer and we go oh my gosh that's a 350 pound man that he's holding up on his shoulder he beats the giant with a jackhammer and walks around the ring while he's doing it. You know, those types of things. So there's that wow factor before he even puts a title around his waist. I think allowing us to see the wow factor of a 330 pound man doing a shooting star press and not breaking his neck like like uh, Brock, you know, there's there's a benefit. And, and it doesn't have to be a sh- Fuck the shooting star press. <laughs> But uh, a corkscrew moonsault or whatever you choose to a swanton. I don't care. Um, a top rope. Uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what he did to Dijakovic that was just so incredible. Um, it doesn't matter. Some of the stuff that they did off the top rope that you were just like, oh my god, how are they not both broken? Um, and to feature him middle of the of the program. Um, I liked when Goldberg didn't talk. I think I think that Keith Lee does have some ability to talk. Um, in fact, hearing Goldberg say "Who's next?" ruined it for me. It, just, <laughs> it was so cocky. It was so incredibly cocky. It was not what I was shooting. For. I think that there's something you can do when you have a, a lifetime star like that. I think you gain so much by having it be a slow, steady build to this incredible piece, you know? That's yeah, how I, I, I really like that idea. I don't think he should talk yet, though, because he has that silent I mean. assassin look that I like about him, too. Like, he's, I, I don't mind his talking, because even when he talks, he's very soft-spoken, very quiet, so he's yes. still also very mysterious. I don't mind it. That could still kind of work, but I feel... He may be right now even still talks too much. Like, I just this stuff off NXT of him being that monster, maybe even him being a Goldberg heel, if you will. You know what I mean? Well, like, he we, dominates people. We haven't really seen heel Keith Lee, so I'm okay with that. Mm. Um, but we never really saw face Goldberg other than that people went, holy crap, he's going to beat somebody in six seconds or 12 seconds. Right. <laughs> you know? And you can have him have his William Regal match. You can have him have his Diamond Dallas Page match, which, by the way, would be right after um, Hulk Hogan versus uh, uh, Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. So, had Smarks made us do that, 
I'd have been okay because we'd have just kept on watching, dude. We'd have watched the EP <laughs> match, widely recognized as Goldberg's best match. So, oh, nice. Um, wow, so we have the worst match alongside accompanying the best match. Well, a worst match accompanying Goldberg's best match. Mm. Because it's Ultimate Warrior and Hogan, but I, I don't. Yeah, I, it's probably not Warrior's worst match. <laughs> no, probably not. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's I. I would do the slow, steady burn to a to an audience that is just itching for him to have a title shot. And if it takes a year and a half, it takes a year and a half. I don't think it takes a year and a half. Um, I. Th- I think, you know, the basically the build he had in NXT is the build I would do, which is the same thing. Like, he didn't get a title shot for about a year and a half from, from when he really started getting televised. So, yeah, but he did also didn't overly Goldberg dominate either. No, and, and WWE's not that way. You can have him you can have him lose like I'm not saying he has to go undefeated. That's not what I want to say. Because um, okay. WWE is not going to run an undefeated schedule um, on anybody. What do you mean? They did it for Asuka. They did it for Ember for a while. Well, this is all NXT. Well, yeah. they did it definitely for Asuka, though. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Um, I think that was more of a, of a... I don't know. You have to remember, she only did, what, 10 matches in WWE before she lost? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was a little bit more than that there because they made it a big thing. It wasn't like Bailey's been champion for 300 and some odd days and only really wrestled like nine times in the year sort of deal. Yeah. I think Oscar generally wrestled like maybe every second week. And that's fair. But but I mean still. But I mean I, I don't think it's what you have to yeah. do with Keith you can have Keith Lee lose in a tag match. You can have Keith Lee mm-hmm. lose you know, where he doesn't have loss. You have okay, Keith so protect Lee. the single defeating. So he'd be undefeated singles. In, in, singles in terms of the undefeated I think you protect it like you like you did Yoko. Yoko did was a match for age. When he did the, mm. lose to Hogan after he beat Brett, um, he then went on yet another streak as a match for ages. You know, um, you can set it up like there's a gauntlet. Well, we're gonna prove you're not, and then have him lose. It's fine. It's okay to have him lose in a in a handicap gauntlet. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have handicap four handicap matches in a row. You know, for whatever reason, um, doesn't have to be an authority or anything like that. There's a way to write that storyline. There's a way to write, I'm limitless. Well, here's a limit. We're going to test the boundaries of your limits, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and the way you write the storyline is fucking slow. Slow the fuck down. Um, as, as we've noticed from, I don't know, Kenny Omega finally won the world championship a year after he had a battle uh in a in a lights out match or you know an unsanctioned match but, um with john moxley he beats john moxley finally in a gentleman match and uses outside forces you know um mm-hmm. slow down wwe quit trying to run to the finish um especially when you don't need to like especially during covid times you can let stuff rest a bit. This is there's no fans to boo you. There's nothing this, uh, like it's gonna sound a little bit pervy, and that's not the way I, I intend this to sound. To be fair, you but, always sound pervy. I I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, I, what I what I was gonna say is 
I wrestling storylines are a little more like making a love and a little less like yeah I, I see what you, you know, mean though yeah a little bit of kissy face some flirting from across the room we hold hands we go on a couple dates yeah, I mean take a really good example of this and AEW's done it incredibly well a really really good example of this take um Darby and Cody's story it has the the story long term has made love. It's no, it's not. <laughs> but you know, there's been a slow build. I know, but and I'm also imagining them making love now. It's very odd. <laughs> Smarks, you enjoying that thought? <sighs> I think Freud so. would have an absolute heyday with JLB right now. Who would? <laughs> Freud. Freud. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I think that, that there's that slow, genuine progression. You, don't get me wrong. You also want to hit it hard at some point. But, but you only do so much more play. If you're building this character, you need to build a character. Um, the one that, that did it the most organically is, is Drew McIntyre. We were told... He's going to come in and, and he's going to come in and fuck our brains out. And he did. <laughs> and he went somewhere else. And we went, well, I don't know. It looks pretty good what he's doing over there now. And he came back and he fucked our brains out after he made love to us for a little while. Like, it's an organic build. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how else to put it. It's just <laughs> long-term analogy. Now Freud would absolutely have a heyday with me. So <laughs> I just feel like that's the way you build a guy like Keith Lee. It's very similar to what don't do what what you did with Drew and let him go because he's already he's developed enough that you don't have to do that. But a slow build. I don't want to see a Sheamus skyrocket to the top or a um, even a Finn Balor skyrocket to the top. Yes, Finn Balor is a different character and he can do that. Um, or, or, uh, you know, and I, and I sure as hell don't want to see a Cesaro slow build to his world title reign when he's 67. <laughs> but, you know, just give us, give us all the pieces to that puzzle and slow build it to a, a world title. I, I think it, it just makes sense. Mm. Just spot on. Even slow building it to the point where his final person that he has to beat is Braun since no one can beat Braun. Maybe like a mixture between both of what you guys said would have been a nice little thing. His ultimate last person that he does beat before he gets that title shot is Braun. Because Braun is the big monster. And then once well, he beats Braun, he's, sim he's simply limitless. He's unstoppable. The other piece to that that you can do if he finally say say there's that guy that he finally needs to catch the brawn that he needs to catch um and and he gets there finally he's get, gets put over by beating brawn having immediately behind that come in dijakovic with a long history ages ago mm. and take the title off of him gives you a whole new layer to this story 
and ushers in a completely new set of championship. And like I said, this is a year and a half build. I mean, you can really do a year and a half out of this. I, I do not think the modern fan can wait three years. I don't think you're going to get another Hogan Macho Man. Um, but I do. And that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you build the ultimate climax. Huh. Uh. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus now that Drew McIntyre is done with me, you take me from the back, Keith. Oh, God damn it. So moving on, Officer Smarks, what do yes. you have fulfilling in your fantasy playpen? Yes. So um, so I'm going to get to my fantasy booking before I get there. Uh, just a note to uh, all the listeners out there. Uh, we're apparently having some problem with our recording setup uh, tonight. So hopefully all of this gets properly recorded. Um, or it could be really weird hearing us just jump to <laughs> yeah. Drew McIntyre fucking my brains out. <laughs> and we were told he was going to fuck our brains out. <laughs> Yeah, and then so, he didn't. <laughs> so, um, so hopefully we get a, an actual posted episode out of this. Um, I don't Craig, it, it shows that Craig is still there, no? Yeah, yeah it, shows he's, it shows he's still, but he but he keeps giving us this message like he's not hearing us. Uh, but I download the audio and um, I think it's there. But then it gives me some weirdness. So um, I'm just going on faith now. Here's hope. He's fucking on. Craig. <laughs> Fucking Craig, that reminds me of Jim Jeffries. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, I, I do drugs like a fucking champ. But then Craig has to get high and fucking murder his family. Thanks a lot, Craig. <laughs> that was the whorehouse stand-up one, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, it was at the end of his uh, gun control one where he's like, you know, that's, that's the... That's what happens. Gun control is a right, but or guns are a right. But here's the deal: is uh, we have to have rules on things. Like the safe people take care of their guns just fine. The safe people drive their cars just fine. You know, I drive a car just fine. I could do seventy miles an hour down the road, but then Jill has to hit a kid. Now we have to drive thirty. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jill. Uh, <laughs> so. FYI. Did you just take my Green Day meme and put it in the Discord service? I sure I, did. You, you, you copycatting bastard. You should <laughs> use it, it to like Discord it's your own. Again. All right, fine, fair enough. On to your fantasy booking. I claim no ownership <laughs> over anything I share in the Discord. Um, but I figure if you're going to send it to us, then let's just send it to everyone. Fair. So my fantasy booking is, I don't know, a little bit more traditional. <laughs> Um, not quite so avant-garde like uh, book your botch along, fuckers. Um, in honor of the AEW Impact crossover sort of thing that's going on, I, I'm happy with it. I'm excited about it, and it does make me happy. But there's a little bit of disappointment in the fact that so far, it's only really evol involving Kenny Omega. Agreed. And Technically, Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan in their paid advertisements where they just drag Impact through the mud. <laughs> it's so much fun there. But so my also thoughts... Don Callis. No, Don Callis back and forth. But but in the end, there's, there's so much talent on both rosters. 
that I think right now, between the two of you, you are going to book a six-match AEW versus Impact pay-per-view. Now, you can do it either each one of you chooses three matches or, <coughs> or alternating back and forth or whatever. I'm going to leave that up to you how you want to do it. But in the end, we need six matches, AEW versus Impact for a paper. Three of each right. or whatever. Well, how do you want to do it? You want to do one 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 character from each side head to head, or do you want to uh, you want to man? Three of I will we'll make three of our own matches just because like this, it's different from when we did it last time, um, and it gives you freedom and creative choice to go on and book your crazy fantasiness all on your own, good sir. Because I believe you have a mind, and you should be as creative as you can with it. So I get hey. a Good I news, DA Fabe. He believes you have a mind. Somewhere hey. there. <laughs> um, I think I just booked my fantasy. Something about Drew McIntyre, apparently. <laughs> Unfortunately, Drew McIntyre is currently <coughs> on AEW or Impact Roster. <laughs> but he was, and he fucked my brains out. You don't know how much I wish I could put that as the title for this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Drew McIntyre fucks the A-Fame's brains out. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> Go ahead and do the first one, man. I'm going to give you the chance to steal to steal Mox or, or whoever. Oh, son of a bitch. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We, we, we got to wait for the other one to get back. Yeah. Discord, not being our best friend tonight. Oh. Hello? There wish, we go. We wish yep. we'd just done Skype. <laughs> okay. Uh. Fabe was letting you take the first match. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, um, first match, it's going to start it off. Bear in mind, I don't know the entire full roster of Impact, um, but we're doing Impact versus AE dubs, correct? Mm-hmm. And so you can do just... men's or women's division. You can do whatever. I know you haven't watched Impact a whole lot, but you watched enough last week and and everything to have seen at least a fairly mm -hmm. good sampling of their roster. So we're starting the uh, we're starting the pay per view off with a bang, um, and it is going to be FTR versus the North. You son of a bitch. I was going to make that <laughs> four way. Oh, my bad. Um, I feel like you can put the mortar machine gun somewhere else, though. I feel like a four way with those two, the Motor City machine guns, um, and, uh, oh. Private party? No, I, was, I was probably going to go. The hybrids? Oh, I was thinking even maybe the hybrids. Uh, no, they're not called the hybrids, but I forgot their name. Evans and, uh, the hybrid two which is a dumb the name hybrid. hybrids would have been better <laughs> oh thank you thank you uh, see i also have a creative mind um i think that'd be too flippy <laughs> do though i think we'd see more of a crazy decent, FTR like dude i get it but ftr and the north would be just okay like yeah. wrestling so heaven wrestling match heaven for me motor city From machine guns and or no good brothers and Young Bucks. Those are the four. I like how you're making my match for me. 
No, I'm just saying that's what I was going to do. Well, you now you can. Did. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, um. But. Do, do I have but, to? So, basically, <clears throat> if I were to book this, though, I would book FTR to win. To start it off between the invasion pay-per-view. Um, and, yeah, it would. But it would be a long, amazing matchup. From what I've seen by the North, I've seen enough FTR matches to know that they could honestly work with anybody. Uh, but from like the three matches I've seen the North do, I'm fairly impressed with them as well. And I think they would really... I don't even know... If, I don't think they've ever fought against each other in anywhere else. Um, but yeah, I, I think that would be a good match as a Kickstarter to really get uh, the fans going. But Ooh, I FTR got a really taking good the win. Um, mm-hmm. How about the North puts... Uh, icy hot inside the trunks of FTR. <laughs> no, yeah, we are not doing this. They will not be vincified. <laughs> and they dance around like they got ants in their pants. Still can't believe they made him do that. Oh, I, I, I think the most impressive part is that Dawson sat down and was like a dog dragging his butt across the ground. Like you guys are such consummate professionals that you even took that and made it good. Yeah. So mad Kudos props. To them. Um, I'm gonna go with women then, since since we don't have that. I'm still I better stay out of the titles, just like you stayed out of the titles. Once you tap into titles, I'll tap into titles. Fair enough. So I'm gonna start out with uh, Taya Valkyrie um, versus Big Swole. Should be fun. That would be fun. And Taya gets the win. So there you're you saying go. you're gonna tie it up? <laughs> Jeez, Paul. <laughs> That's a swole match, isn't it? <laughs> Ah, you guys are just think it's past your bedtimes, folks. <laughs> um, fair. Hold on. Let me just get. Wow, I really don't like. Oh, okay. It's actually not that bad. Okay. Um, uh, can you tell me how good Crazy Steve is? I really like Crazy Steve. Crazy Steve. Um, he's... is he more uh, hardcore oriented, or is he more? Um, he's he's a hard. He's a high flyer with with kind of a hardcore edge to him, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him a hardcore wrestler. I mean, he's crazy. He comes out with a, a big um, monkey playing cymbals uh, on a chain around his neck, uh, <laughs> dressed like a crazy clown, and he's legally blind. Oh, that's the one that's legally blind. Oh, snap. So fucking the fact that he does anything in the ring there is impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm a Crazy Steve fan, so I really like him. So putting Crazy Steve versus Darby, I think that would be a very good match. And I'm and just because the gimmicks work too, they both sort of, you know, at least from what I'm seeing, Crazy Steve seems like he's very an introvert, kind of a loner, crazy. This is just going based off his profile picture. <laughs> He used to be a part of uh, the menagerie with um, Rosemary, and that was kind of fun because they were a kind of a, I don't know, crazy circus sort of a thing. I'll send you some of my favorite matches. of. Please do, yeah. He seems uh, like he'd be pretty fun to watch. Um, but we're not making it a singles because none of, well, do I do the TNT? Well, I guess you can't really do anything with the TNT championship. Or I guess you can. Winner takes... No, you can't do anything with the TNT Championship. That's a pure Dynamite Championship. You can make champion versus champion. 
Yeah, but Steve doesn't have a championship. Um, you know what? Let me... Um, I'm just trying to see if I know any of these other women. I'd like to maybe make a tag. They are Wait, about you're... the women's impact or the, the knockouts tag championship. Okay. What I'm gonna do actually is we are going to do wow they don't actually have that big of a roster huh not super moose is our champ no was our champ moose is no longer a champion of any kind uh moose is still a champion but not really the tna champion but it's a it's a fake yeah. champion yeah moose found the tna championship in the warehouse and has declared himself champion and to date, nobody's taking it off of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So, all right. So, what I'll do then is... As agile, though, since he's not necessarily... All right. No, you know what? We're doing Moose versus Brian Cage. I am so effing sick of you taking my, my wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> FTW title versus the TNA championship. Winner gets the undisputed fake title re. Okay. Well, so uh, Moose versus <laughs> Brian Cage has been done before. Um, okay, lot. Sourpuss. So what I what I was... I'll tell you what I was planning on doing. <laughs> you guys might remember a video game back in the 90s. It was widely considered one of the best basketball video games um, until considerably later. Um, and at the time... Uh, it was called Bulls versus Blazers, and I always loved the fact that the two um, teams both started with B. And it was Bulls versus Blazers because they were in the championship. I want to say ninety against each other, and the Bulls—that was the Bulls' first championship. Um, but I loved that they both started with a B. I was gonna have Moose versus Mox, um, which I thought would have been a lot of fun. But since that's now been ruined, we're gonna have. Uh, uh, fatal four-way elimination. Uh, I, I want to get specific about the elimination, um, just because it, I think it, I enjoyed fatal four-ways more when when it wasn't first win takes the pin, you know, or whatever, or the person mm -hmm. who wins takes the first pin or whatever. Um, it it meant you had to. It meant that you were really playing an Iron Man, but you did it. Um, that said, the changeup I'm going to make. Uh, is uh, I'm gonna obviously pull Moose out, but I'm gonna leave Mox in so I can absolutely ruin that because okay. now you're being a prick. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and take Sammy Callahan to ruin yet another one for you because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I'm also gonna have Joey Janela. Um, I bet you guys can't guess how this elimination match is going <laughs> at this juncture. Um, and I'm going to have to look at the Impact roster one more time just to see who I want to be in a death match. Um, so, Impact, Tommy Dreamer? Uh, dude, <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah, we don't need we don't need old guys dying. Us, <laughs> like, I'm over that. How's Reno Scum? Uh, as a tag team, they're okay. I'm not a huge fan of them, but they're decent. I just, I don't know, their look to me. Yeah, that's what I was... They kind of look kind of weird. Are they fairly big guys? Yeah, fairly big. I love that Jessica Havoc changed her name to Just Havoc now. That's fantastic. Well, she doesn't really have any other Havocs to distinguish herself from anymore. Nope, not anymore. 
Um, I, I say I don't want to kill old guys, and I almost put Rhino in this match. <laughs> but I mean, he could probably still go. I am gonna go with the namesake fits it, and it does give us a high flyer in this match. Suicide. Oh, okay. Ooh, Hernandez. God, I love Hernandez though. Nah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Suicide in there to give us some high flyer. Um, so we got Mox Callahan, uh, Suicide, and um, Janela. In a death match, barbed wire death match. Does not have to be barbed wire rope. Just doesn't even have to be a death match. Just a <laughs> uh, no rules, no pin or submissions. The only way that anybody gets eliminated. There's no countouts, no nothing. Like no holds barred. That's Trip's favorite terminology. All right, I got one. In the battle of the cruiserweights, in an X division dynamite matchup. It's just basically an X Division match, but you got to AEW fight it a bit. You're going to have Sammy Guevara versus TJP. I don't know how big TJP anymore is in Impact. I know he was pretty big at one point, um, but I feel like I don't see him as much anymore. <laughs> so, so funny you should word it that way. TJP, um, two weeks ago, lost a match versus uh, someone, I can't remember who it was. But the terms of that match was um, if he lost, he doesn't get a shot at Rohit Raju's uh, Impact um, X Division Championship. So then at their pay-per-view, um, TJP, uh, Rohit Raju does an open challenge, and it is answered by a wrestler named Manic. Oh, Yay okay. Was, uh, 100%. Uh, Formerly Suicide. Formerly right. Suicide oh, okay, so I can't even technically pick him, technically, because he could be TJP or someone else. Oh, it's 100% TJP under Manic. 100%. <laughs> but that, that's the whole story that they're saying is, it, the, like, they're having this whole thing where uh, during the match, uh, someone tries to distract the ref long enough for, for Rohit Raju to try to pull the mask off. Because if he pulls the mask off and proves that it's TJP under that, then TJP is disqualified. Right. And a Rohit Raju gets the belt back. Yeah. Okay. Man, it sounds freaking just, I can't stand Impact's stupid promos. Like, if their promos weren't so cringeworthy, I maybe might enjoy the wrestling a little bit more. <laughs> well, and maybe hope that all this joking about. Uh, Tony Khan buying Impact is really just covering for the fact that he's going to buy Impact. Because <laughs> most of the problem with their promos is production. Their uh, production budget is so limited. Mm -hmm. I'm so angry right now. I was going to send you a match uh, and I can't find the full match, but I thought both of you guys would like it. Uh, Crazy Steve versus Samuel Shaw. Uh, Samuel Shaw is now known as Dexter Loomis. Oh, wow. But it's for, for a, I mean, it was only from a year ago. Um, uh, two years ago, excuse me. January 5th of 2019. But all I can get is the conclusion of it. And I can't find the full mask. It's, it's not a Impact Wrestling event. It's a small indie. Anyway. Hey, is Tamil Dashwood, what's her face? Emma, yes. yes. That is Emma. Oh, okay. Damn. Wait, All right. Wait to listen to all the other times they said it on other shows. Yeah, my bad. 
Well, no, because I remember she was doing indie shows for a while. And uh, guys, I can't pay attention to all the stupid things you say. I have to block some of them out. Jeez. All right. <sighs> the match is next for you, good sir. What did you just pick? What do you mean? Battle of the Cruiserweights. TJP versus... Uh... Uh, versus uh, Sammy Guevara in an X Division Dynamite match. Gosh, so we, who's not listening to who? Are we are we treating TJP as a separate person from Manic then? Well, we can definitely do that if it's working in done. If it's working in what's it called to do it, we can certainly do it here. So let's do it because here's the deal: we haven't mm. named a single champion to any matches, and I feel like the champions versus champions needs to happen. To be fair, I did the fake champions match. So, huh? Yes. I'm going to do the real champions, the ones that actually <laughs> list on their websites okay. as champions. You do you, boo-boo. Interestingly enough, there happens to be five in both. Oh, snap. I'm not going to make it a Survivor Series match. I thought about it, and I'm not. I'm going to do it as a falls or points match. There's really four championships, but there's five champions. So... We're going to have Kenny Omega versus Rich Strong. We're going to have Hikaru Shida versus Diana Perrazzo. We're going to have Manic versus... Um, uh, uh, why can't I remember? Darby Allen. Thank God. Um, and we're going to have... I believe the Young Bucks currently have the tag titles. Is that correct? See. So good and brother, Darby, Allen is, Darby Allen is facing going twice on this card? When did you have Darby Allen in? Again, not listening to me. He faced. Well, I gotta, uh, I gotta omit some things. I mean, I can't consume all the stupid stuff you say because. You do list off like thirty different matches that you're thinking of booking before you finally settle on one. No, no, and you're absolutely right, and uh, that's why I said that's very valid. Uh, it was Darby versus Crazy Steve that I did. Fair enough. Then we're gonna pull Darby and Crazy Darby and Manic out because they already have matches. So there's gonna be three in this because the mid cards got put in weird spots by JLB. That's me. <laughs> so, um. We're going to have Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. We're going to have Deanna Perrazzo versus Hikaru Shida. And we're going to have the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers in a two out of three falls match. Not necessarily all together, but there's going to be three matches. And the division that wins is going to be the winner of Flowers. I don't fucking care what they make the <laughs> for it. Um, I don't know. Uh, a pay-per-view advantage, whatever. So, um, yeah, we're going to actually get three matches there. And uh, I this is going to be really shitty of me to say, but I'm about to, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think Impact wins that two to three. Oh, with Rich Swan losing his to one. Omega. Yeah. To Omega. Okay. Yeah. But I, I um, and, and I think Smarks has it three to two, or uh, has it... Uh, has it uh, two to three impact? Uh, I'm sorry, one two to one AEW. I think he has Hikaru to beat Diana Perazzo, but I think he would choose the Good Brothers over over the Young Bucks. Somebody I don't think he'd do that. Pretty well. Don't you really What's like that? the Young Bucks though? Uh, I like them, but in this situation, I I would have them lose. Um, uh, for a couple things. A, the Young Bucks from a storytelling standpoint work really well. Um, up against the people bigger than them 
and then losing and then having to find a way to come back to it, right? So having them lose to the Good Brothers who outsized them by a lot um, makes a lot of sense. Um, Hikaru Shida versus Diana Perazzo is actually the tougher one, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's the swing match. Because Diana Perazzo is really good um, and also has had the benefit of some experience through uh, the NXT, you know, developmental uh, programs, whereas Hikaru Shida came from Japan and is just still trying to figure out how American wrestling is slightly different. Um, But I really like Hikaru Shida, so that's that's where it's tough. Um, But so far, here's what we think about overall. So um, the first match, JLB had uh, AEW win, FTR win, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second match that was DA Fabes. Was that the um, Battle Royal elimination? Is that it? Uh, no, that was. It wasn't the. Uh, my second match was. Oh my gosh! Was that Don't even listen to yourself talk. Jeez. Well, we had to book three matches. <laughs> that that was the tag team match. That was the tag match. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, for the tag match that he did, uh, yeah, it was women's. I'm sorry, tag. that was the women's match. It was the. It wasn't the tag match. It was the women's match. Valkyrie versus. Uh, uh, um, Big Swole. Yeah. Big Swole, yeah. Valkyrie took. So, so that's now one on one or one to one tied up. Um, yep. And then uh, JLB's second match was. That was the. Uh, uh, Darby versus Steve. Darby versus Crazy Steve. And you had. I thought that was no, the Moose match. Was... No. Sorry? That was your Moose match, wasn't it? Uh, hold on. That would have been your moose match because it was. I was gonna have moose versus Mox. I think oh, we're figuring out moose that, versus you know, Cage. I think we're figuring out that um, JLB booked more than three matches. Yeah, that's why no, no, no. versus Crazy Steve for me. No, 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 because I booked. Oh yeah, how how did I end up booking more than three matches, guys? Because you talk. Because you and... booked forty matches in one <laughs> booking. Talk and talk okay. And talk and... You book one match and then you change your mind and you book another match and we get we get lost Confused. in which match is one. And then later you say both of them were official ones. <laughs> okay. So yes. Technically, yes. Yeah. So um we have okay, so we had the North versus um FTR. FTR. That's FTR my win. first booked official. Mm-hmm. Um we then had Originally, I was gonna say. Originally, I was gonna say uh, Austin versus Darby. Austin. Uh, Steve, excuse me. Crazy Steve versus Darby. <laughs> we, we got guys coming uh, out of retirement and joining. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I don't know. My bad, guys. Um, but yeah, so we had Crazy People Steve versus Darby, and then and then Moose versus Cage. Okay. So. Fuck. Yeah, I booked because I booked more than more. Because then that's where I had. Uh, then I also mentioned uh, X Division craziness with TJP and Thing. Uh, TJP versus Sammy Guevara. But yeah, you guys had so mentioned that I couldn't pick use one TJP. To get rid of, fuckhead. Yeah, TJP versus Guevara is gone. Gone. Cool. Can we add now? Oh no, because he still kept Darby off of it. No, we're good. We'll leave mine the way it is. Meaning Manic's not gonna be on this thing. Cool. <laughs> again i always fuck these good things up i don't know why you keep putting me in them um 
But yeah, I'm no, manic pad ready for every FBI we do from now on, so I can write it down, so I can. Um. Yeah, but you can still put manic in your team. You could originally make it into your um, into your five way that you wanted to oh, make okay. it five on who's five. The, who's the fifth person from AEW that doesn't already have a match? Darby, manic and Darby. Darby's in a match. You just told us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. All right. Then Darby. Uh, then uh, Manic and Cody. So you do. So I'm gonna put Cody in just for the sake of putting Cody in. Yeah. I'm wondering when Smarks is gonna get back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he. I think he went to listen to it. <laughs> oh, he did go listen to it. I think. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he left to listen. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's that much of a stickler though. <laughs> should, should, we, should we call him? Let's let's uh let's in. He's got two on here. Which one do I invite? Uh, I think he came oh, no, three. I invited both of them. Okay. Oh, right, hey, he's back. I'm back. I somehow <laughs> back. Okay. So. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it alone because I gained the ability, but I didn't gain all of the ability to really make it a good final. So we're gonna leave it the way it sits. So in the end, like I was saying, so you had uh. JLB had AEW win the first one. You had Impact win the second one. Uh, AEW won the third one. I'm assuming Darby versus Crazy Steve. Yeah, Darby won. Okay. Um, and then the fourth one that uh, DA Fabe Boy, did in, was... a de- in a death match, it's gonna be it's probably Janela or uh, or Mox. So unfortunately, that's an AEW win. So AEW's up uh, three to one. So then, JLB's final match was. Uh, it Which was... one of the two? The TJP or the Moose? Moose. No, it was Moose and Cage. Moose and Cage. And who did you have winning that? Uh, I have. Um, I have uh, Impact winning that. Moose wins. Okay, Moose winning that one. So now going into the final match, it's three to two. So the question Impact, then. Yeah. Right? It, no. AEW no. leading AW. three to two. Yeah. Okay. But so and that means. You... If we have AEW win the final one, they win four to two overall. Um, if you have Impact win, they come out tied in the end. So how do you go? Well, the way the way I sequence that is you have to have, unfortunately, you have to have the, the male world titles first, mm-hmm. so that it looks like it's an AEW just absolute push um, for dominance, and that's okay because again, I think that that all of us would agree that Kenny is more, most likely to be, to, to win that match. So you just do it. Um, mm. But if they all come out at the same time, you know, it's them, it's them saying, well, let's, let's lead our teams. And then um, I personally have Deanna Perrazzo beating Hikaru Shida. I, I like technician style wrestling and Perrazzo's that. So I would have Perrazzo win. Now suddenly it's going to come down to two of the best tag teams in the world putting on a banger of a match. What a cool way to close. We're closing with tag teams. Um, and uh, and like I said, I, I have the Good Brothers win. Um, making it an overall tie and a slight impact edge. But a very slight impact. Yep, makes sense. Which really, and I like- really makes these promos kind of something you can shit all over you know it's their opportunity to shit all over AEW back which mm. is, is and then it builds into the whole storyline yeah. pay-per-view later on you know 
yeah. Yeah, and I like the fact that it ends with a tag match too, because I feel like we never see that um, ever. Well, we definitely. Well, AEW sometimes ends in a tag. Okay, we never definitely see that on WWE unless of course no, it's inside of two rings made of steel. <laughs> yeah, and that only happens once a year, uh, and it's a four-person tag, and it's not really a tag because you don't tag in and out. No. That would be a very, Come very different... It's the only time you see that in WWE. <laughs> that would be a very interesting twist on War Games. They're all in there, yeah, but you can attack. <laughs> through, both, through both rings. So, yeah, I'm so, so curious one. how AEW would have done the Blood and Guts if yeah. they would have altered different rules for it somehow. Well, they had released the rules for Blood and Guts, and then COVID stopped them from being able to... Let me see if I can find them. The only way to win the match is to cause your opponent's blood and guts to be all over the <laughs> Moxley would either be completely out, or he would be the one causing all the blood and guts, since he has the ZCW, CCW, Z, Jesus, CZW background. Let's see. Anyways, um, so yeah, I, I think having having it end in the tie is the best way to do it, because it, it allows you to to build both brands without dragging either brand down, really. Well, and in all of those matches that we put together, you can really have a very, very tenuous, well set up pay per view. If it's nonstop wrestling at three hours, each of those matches can go 30 minutes. And just for fun of it, as the buy in show, you have Jordan Grace versus Britt Baker. Huh? 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 No. Versus who? Jordan Grace versus Britt Baker. The Dentist versus The Knockout. I, I, I don't know. That's... I think Tennille Dashwood versus Britt Baker makes a better match. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to have Jordan Grace, then... Uh, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose would be Nyla Rose. Mm, yeah. Um, or if, if AEW got Chris Statlander back in time for this. Yeah. Match, uh, that's also that a good one. That's a really good one. Holy crap, that's a really good one. Yeah. I think you could have Nyla Rose just interrupt in every single women's match and just fucking come out and annihilate people. <laughs> so, the official rules for the uh, AEW Blood and Guts match um, is based off of the original Crockett um, um, War Games rules. So, started off starts off, two men enter the ring for five minutes. After that, every two minutes, another participant enters. Um, match officially begins after all ten men have entered the game. Winning team is determined by making any opponent submit or surrender. No pinfall. Oh, okay, so that's the only difference. Just no pinfall. Well, yeah, no pinfall, no escape. In fact, I, I don't know if they ever made the official announcement on, on the rule, but I'm assuming, like all the old war games... Uh, escaping's considered one well, uh, the current ones too that escaping is considered a uh, forfeit for your team so that'd be surrender. the match yeah anyway well uh because we're having all these wonderful problems with our recording i'm gonna rush through and we are going to go to our ring of honor impact or wwe that's right i'm keeping it this way for another week uh, mostly because I was lazy and forgot to change my script. <laughs> but I'm going to give a list of three AEW wrestlers that you guys need to relocate to one of those other companies. So the first round, the choices are the entirety of best friends, Trent, Chucky e. T, and Orange Cassidy. 
Chucky T to uh, WWE just because, you know, Trent's already been punished and Orange Cassidy does not work at WWE. It's just Vince would not get, would not be able to wrap his head around it. Oh, so he loses all the time. No, he actually wins. But he's lazy? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a orange-colored Velveteen Dream? No, it's really nothing like Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah, Velveteen Dream the... is purple. Orange is just a name. <laughs> it's just a moniker, man. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> all right. It's I think Trips would have a good time with him, though. Oh, I think Trips would have a great time with him, but Vince wouldn't even hire it. No. So, um, so yeah, Chucky e. T is going to uh, WWE. Um, Trent to ROH, Orange Cassidy to Impact. Um, I didn't like Trent when he had a last name, so I don't like him now either. <laughs> He's. Not I don't know. I I'm curious to see what Vince might maybe do with Orange Cassidy in WWE though. I feel like he might not necessarily if he if Vince had to get him and he had to at least use him. He has to actually use him on TV. I it would only work if there was a crowd though. Cuz Vince would not know what to do if there wasn't a crowd and would completely mess him up cuz the crowd would absolutely fall in love with him. Um so I'm going to try Cassidy to, but we're not calling him orange. We're just going to call him Cassidy because we all know Vince is going to drop the orange. But he'll keep the freshly squeezed for some reason because that's Vince McMahon and that's what he does. Maybe, freshly squeezed Cassidy. Maybe he'll decide that because he is not big, he is normal size. They'll just call him normal Cass. <laughs> wow. That was weak. <laughs> that was weak, but I loved it. Team, um, team him up with some annoying mouthpiece wrestler that no one likes Sami Zayn but everyone likes Sami Zayn yeah everybody does huh? okay. everybody loves Sami Zayn if you don't like Sami Zayn you don't like yourself except um, Sami Zayn stole his gimmicks mm, yeah those two guys are just never gonna get along <laughs> um and yeah so Cassidy to WWE we're gonna bring Trent is the one with the bandana right see Trent is going to impact poor Chucky e. T and poor Chucky e. T. Well, not necessarily poor. He might end up doing good in ROH. So Chucky e. T is going to ROH. Does Chucky e. T's mom go with him? Of course. It's his manager in ROH. So we can have Chucky e. T's mom on a pole match. <laughs> oh, ROH would never do such a thing. Only no, but I wouldn't, have put it, I wouldn't have put it past impact at one point. Today, uh, back in the since they back in the Hogan so days for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was actually referring to was the Hogan days. Oh, so. yeah, horrible. Can't believe back Brooke was even involved in that too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, who's yeah. got the next list? Uh, I'll do it. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna go along the same lines as you. WWE Impact or ROH, three AE dubs. We are doing Brian Cage, Hobbs, and Starks. We're gonna do Taz's uh, Taz's crew. Hobbs, Cage, and Starks. Where do you put them? Okay. Um, it's a, a <laughs> little tough. <laughs> it's a I little tough you. because I 100% that uh, Vince McMahon would absolutely jizz his pants if he had got a glimpse of Brian Cage. Mm -hmm. Just like, oh, God. Uh, oh, geez. Well, same uh, for Hobbs, too, though. Yeah, the, the thing with Will Hobbs, Will Hobbs has a little bit of the Keith Lee problem. 
in the fact mm. that he's big and he's powerful, but he's not cut. Right. Um, and that that would hurt him for for WWE. He would be my second choice, but I think Brian Cage to WWE. Um, yeah, Vince would probably just put Hobbs in the hurt business and be like, "Yeah, stick him in here." Be like, "No, he has to be a smiling black man because that's all we do with black people in WWE." <sighs> it's sad, but it's true. Um, so then I would put uh, Hobbs to Hobbs to Impact. Because Hobbs versus Willie Mac, Hobbs versus Moose, uh, Hobbs versus Falaba, Hobbs versus AC Romero. They're, Impact's got a lot of really good big guys that he could face off against. And that leaves Ricky Starks going to Ring of Honor, where there's all sorts of flip de doos that uh, he can wrestle against. Everybody gets what they want, and Vince McMahon is still smiling. Just won't use Cage properly. Probably look at Cage and use him like EC3 and never use him. Yep. Give him a red solo cup and have him look pissed off in the background and never use him. <laughs> Jesus. By the way, did you catch that uh, that line that um, that Street Profit said? Paul Heyman was like, oh, how come your cup is bigger than mine? And the Street Profits were like, I guess size does matter. And then, uh, what's her name? The host of the show was like, anyways, we're going to segue to something. <laughs> I wonder if Vince gave him shit, gave them shit for that. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Fab, your turn. Oh, unfortunately, I, I, I'm, a, I'm about to pull a smarks here and, uh, I'm a hundred percent on the same page as he is. Um, I, I truly think that that's exactly how I would go. Um, mm. Yeah, but it's it just it's the one that makes sense. He's absolutely correct. Um, you know, uh, Brian Cage going to WWE uh, fits their mold very very well. Um, not that that's a good thing, but he <laughs> yeah. fits their mold. Um, and I'd I'd love to see Hobbs in Impact. I uh, there's something to be said for the guys that move like him and Keith Lee. I think it does so much for him. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm matching up and <sighs> sorry dude no 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 worries no i mean it makes sense i just thought it would have made it harder because i added hobbs in there but then starks kind of has a wwe look in the sense of i don't know pretty face have, kind of thing all of them have a piece of the wwe look mm -hmm. um, as much as we like to say that vince doesn't like chubby guys you know yoko was a champion that was considered unbeatable of course he was also 600 pounds mabel right. had a significant push both as viscera and as mabel um so you know it's it's tough to I, we to we, we can't we can't forget uh good old good old papa uso himself rikishi rikishi yeah so vince vince sometimes likes fat guys um, and then sometimes he buries them like he did Bam Bam Bigelow. So, you know, um, or Bastion Booker. I feel like that is maybe one of the ones he should have really pushed. Bam Bam, absolutely. See, Bam Bam. He, he pushed King Kong Bundy, and Bundy Bundy didn't have bad matches. He just didn't have great matches. Like, he was, he was the consummate two-and-a-half-star to three-star match guy. Three-and-a-half. You know, it, he was Bundy was never going to get a negative star, but he also was never going to get a five deliver a five star match. You know, so I don't know. Well, I'm sure Yoko's matches weren't anywhere near five stars either. No, but Yoko, but Yoko that's just took more bumps. Of a I mean, he 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 did sell the other guy very very well. So mm. that's there's something to be said for that. 
uh, when you're a big dude. And so did Rikishi. So, um, yeah. Mabel didn't sell the other guy. Mabel was a bad wrestler. <laughs> yeah. He just was. He was. And almost the third man. Oh, Mabel was the oh, third man. Oh, Jesus. Hogan, that would have been horrid. Hogan just backstage politicked Mabel out of it. Yeah. Oh, thank Never God. Never mind the fact that Mabel was signed to another company at the time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the one I'm going to do is um, I, I'm stuck on this three M's or on M's. So I'm going to stay in the same setup you guys did. Uh, and I'm, we're pulling from AEW. And it's going to be Mox, Miro, and MJF. Ooh. I almost um, made it Mox, Miro, and Matt Hardy. And I was like, uh, somebody has to be able to go to WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, I, I, I like both Mox and Miro enough that I'm not gonna put either of them back in WWE. So yeah, no, but uh, and I think Vince would love MJF. I think I, he would consider I, him as like the next Brock. I think or... he would love him. I think he would push him to water down a bit because he can get a little over the top and salty in AEW, mm. and I don't think yeah. that WWE would allow it, but. He's the best choice there. So MJF. By the way, I almost replaced MJF with Marco Stunt, and I also am not that. <laughs> yeah, he would also go to WWE. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been an impossible. Marco Stunt WWE is eerily similar to uh, Zach, the one, the kid with one leg, and oh, Vince yeah. Zach Allen, and uh, Vince would have them create. You know what? We're making a new Raw Underground. Raw Midget Underground. <laughs> Oh my God. Marco Stunt will be our leader. He'll be the next Shane McMahon. He'll be the host of the show. He'll be the yeah. king of the midgets. King of the midgets. The top of Midget Town. Midget. Okay. I don't know. That's it. We got I'll it. I'll stop. <laughs> so uh, just be glad I didn't do Marco Stunt. So Mox, Miro, <laughs> MJF. So, so yeah. Um, MJF to WWE. Um,. Jeez, the, the other two are so tough because neither of them really fit the styles. Uh, Mox to Impact, Miro to Ring of Honor. No, I'm switching it. Miro to Impact, uh, Moxley to Ring of Honor. Final answer. Thank you. What? You can you give us a why or no? Uh, mostly just because I'm I'm spitballing, but I I think from a from a style standpoint, uh, Miro wrestles more or less like a big guy. And there's more options for him in Impact. Okay. Uh, Moxley is, while he's a big guy, um, he is kind of a little bit more of a jack of all trades, so he can adapt to the indie style a little bit better. He he goes over to Japan and wrestles all of that stuff. I think he he'd be just fine. In fair enough. Um. Yeah. So MJF to WWE, Mox to Impact. I feel like. Uh, kind of for the same, almost same reason. He can kind of fit with any kind of style. And I really want to see him go up against, um, I just forget his last name, Eddie, uh, Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards. I think that would be a fun match for him. I, I, I'd love to see Mox versus Sammy Callahan. Yeah, that would be, yeah. And I don't know. He just kind of works. He just kind of works well. I mean, he's more hardcore-esque, but I mean, he can be... You know, he could just have a... He doesn't necessarily have to have a hardcore match either, you know? So he's at least versatile in that regard. Can't do anything with Willow Mac, I don't think. But, you know, just wouldn't put him against him. Um, and, yeah. And then who was the other guy? It was Mox, MJF. Miro. Miro. 
<sighs> I guess Miro to ROH. Um, I'm really not a fan of Miro in AE dubs. Um, I'm not caring about this wedding, this announcement that's going to happen next week um, with Penelope and Chris Sabian. Like, I don't know. It's probably just the storyline he's in, but this whole best man thing, not caring for it at all. I think it's just but, a filler storyline. I think they didn't want to hotshot him straight to the top, mostly because they get so much crap already for ex-WWE guys get get all the shots sort of a thing. But I think mm. they've got big plans for him down the road. So I think this is just a filler storyline for now where they're like, have him in this uh, this sort of filler feud and then, then we can make him a monster at the end. And yeah, I guess. I just, and also there's something to be said about Chris Sabin too like I don't care for him he's a great wrestler but I just don't like his gimmick I guess I don't know it's I was always pushed off by him I never really cared I think I liked one of his matches and then the other matches I just didn't care for because I felt like there was no storyline involved into it and it got kind of rubbish to me but yeah, hopefully they uh, this ends soon and uh, they do have big plans for Miro though because yeah, not a huge fan. But yeah, that's what I would do. And uh, just to clarify for the uh, listeners, he is not referring to Chris Sabin. He's referring to Kip Sabian. Oh, um, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> Chris Sabin um, is, is one of the members impact. of Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah, um, my bad. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't, I'm like, the name sounds wrong, but I'm like, it sounds right. Why? Okay, that explains it. My bad. But on that note, I think we've had enough with technical problems, uh, Mike's dropping out, and uh, JLB, JLB stupidity. Too many matches, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. think. Um, so I think we'll start to wrap things up for this evening. Um, we mentioned it on every episode, and so I'm going to mention it again. We have a Patreon. Um, I, as we said on the WBU this week, it's important to note that we're we're just guys doing this in our free time. We all have full-time jobs that we have to work outside of this. And, and school. And school. And we love to do it, uh, but a little bit of support would definitely help us continue to do it. So you can head over to Patreon. It's just three bucks a month. Um, you get access to all sorts of things uh, on there. And the biggest thing, you get to support us and and help us uh, uh, continue to do this. Um, we have opened the Discord server up to to anyone for just the basic level. But if you are a Patreon uh, subscriber, we actually have a Patreon-exclusive channel on there where only the Patreons can chat with us. So um, great way to, to help us out that way. We do have a merch show merch store shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order wbu so you can go there if you don't want to support us monthly you can go there and buy yourself a mask or a hat or a shirt uh support us that way um and if you don't have the extra money right now we understand money's tight for everyone you can just share us share this podcast share this episode on your social medias and let other people know what you're listening to and that helps us out a ton there as well um, I mentioned on WBU, uh, JLB wasn't here for that, but I um, likely am in some way, or shape, or form changing my work schedule, which will mean my uh, capabilities of watching wrestling may be impacted. I'm hoping it doesn't affect our recording schedule at all, but there may be a time for at least a short period of time where 
I might not know quite as much about what's happening on some of the wrestling shows because I just won't have as much time for a while. Um, so, you know, uh, support us so that I can um, maybe not work so damn much. Great <laughs> uh, Either like way, said, we'll fill you in, bud. Yeah. Like I said, though, we have opened the Patreon, uh, the Discord server up. It's what we're recording this on now. We'd love for uh, you to hop on. Um, we might even start publishing our record times um, on Twitter or, or whatever. So you can hop on the Discord server and chat with us while we record. Um, send us your, your stuff there. But um, but we, we love doing this and we want to continue to do it. Well, it just would be helpful for us if we got a little bit of little bit of help along that way um as part of that though we have launched a couple stretch goals on patreon if we can get x number of subscribers uh, added to it we are going to start doing monthly pay-per-view watch along not not just a botch along and not just a pay-per-view review like we have been doing but an actual full pay-per-view watch along where uh You'll get to find it on the network or whatever streaming service and and press play and watch it with us and hear our reactions in real time. Um, so that's one stretch goal. Another stretch goal uh, is eventually I would love to, love to subscribe to the Pro Wrestling Crate and do reviews and, and giveaways based on what comes in the Pro Wrestling Crate. Um, so we've got some great stretch goals on there. Um, and then one of the goals is, I don't know what we would call the opposite of a botch along, but uh, for us to put together a show where we watch some of the best wrestling matches in history and and talk along with it. So an awesome along, maybe. <laughs> oh, just call it a watch along. Go on, we're go we're still workshopping that name. Rock along. Rock along. But, you also can uh, make sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you use so uh, you get notified of the most recent episodes. You can follow us on social media. I am on pretty much every social media except for Parlor because fuck Parlor. Um, it is at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at. DA Vincent K. Fabe, um, sort of. Yeah, I mean, you won't you won't see much when you follow him, but you can do it. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and you if you want to see a whole lot, you can follow me at J Radio. Technically eight, but you know semantics. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's that, and uh, yeah, and that's at Real Talk Radio Eight on Twitter. Anchor.fm slash RTR is the podcast and uh realtalkradio.online uh i am done school until next year so perhaps that would be updated don't hold your breath but uh you can certainly check out a basic site if you need to did you just say i you, am done school i am done school until the next year done with school i am done I, with school yeah i be done school now See, this is why I'm still going to school. Apparently, English isn't my forte. I have good schooling. It be fine. Anyways. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm... he's from Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure to review us on Apple Podcasts. If you use Apple to listen to us, give us five stars. Just like the number of stars you would give your vacation if you ever go to beautiful Turks and Caicos. Ah, uh, Turks and Caicos. <sighs> Since that vaccine is out, I think I got to book me a trip. 
Book you like, a trip to Kirk, Turks and Caicos. Turks and Caicos. FYI, Drake has also mentioned Turks and Caicos. So uh, I feel like we're not the only ah. celebrities. That's right. Calling us celebrities that have mentioned Turks and Caicos before. Fuck. Drake goes there. Now I'm going to have to find a different place to want to go. Hey, the problem with Drake going there is there's always the risk of beavers being there then. Not necessarily. Yeah, maybe that's his escape from Justin. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, Justin, I'll, I'll see you down in the Dominican Republic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bieber, I, if, what happened? I didn't see you. I went to the DR, man. I, I couldn't find you anywhere. Ah, man. We must have been in different places in the DR. Well, maybe <laughs> next year. <laughs> Ready to record that album? I need your famous voice. Uh, FYI, Drake is coming out January 2021. Certified lover boy. Not sponsored, but a Drake fan. So there you go. but on that note we will close the book on the fantasy booking institute um hopefully you guys get to hear this and it recorded properly (laughs) hopefully fingers crossed best close ever i'm just gonna leave it at that Uh, we will see you all soon thanks for listening